sugar. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, honey, honey. Bum, 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 bum. What's up, Buttercups? It's Tony. Tony. Not Nate. It is Tony with another episode of Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast here to review week three of the NFL season and the Taco Court Fantasy Football League landscape. Tony, I forgot to address it in the podcast, but you'll hear it as you get there. The reason Tony is doing this is because I told our group text last night that if I lose this certain bet and over because of a certain reason, you have to call me Tony because I don't deserve to hold the name and all the glory that comes with being named Nate. So for the time being, this is Tony, the commissioner and host of Taco Corp Fantasy Football League podcast. In this episode, we reviewed week three, went over the standings, and talked about why I fucking hate kickers. Hope you enjoy. Bye-bye. is here and we are ready to review week three in taco court fantasy football league let's jump right into it so we had matchup three penis wine against chad so nick versus chad uh nick ended up taking this matchup down 172 to 112 chad got smoked he is without christian mccaffrey but it looks like that all Broncos squad of melvin gordon noah fant and jerry judy is starting to take a toll on the team he had to play the Marquez Valdez Scantling. Got him a good old 1.5 points on the day with 37 points scored in that game from the Green Bay side. And it is not looking good for the Chad who started out a draft with CMC and Mahomes. And yeah, it's looking not good. Nick beat the crap out of him. He had some golf in there. Well, Derrick Henry, James Conner, Mike Evans, DK. DK should have had another touchdown, but he's a bum. Fumbled the ball. That's an eight-point swing, probably like a nine-point swing with a little bonus action in there for the length of the target. Woo! Michael Gallup in that big high, high-scoring game there in Dallas and Seattle. And then you got, even on his squad, his squad looks pretty good. He got a good showing out of T. Higgins without the uh, John Ross there, I think it was. John Ross was the guy who was out for them. Um, T. Higgins dropping two touchdowns. He was on his bench, but um, he's also got Julio on the bench. So his squad looks pretty deep. Uh, I think if he gets some running back hurt stuff going on, he's going to have some trouble. So we'll see if he chooses to address that. Nick goes to 2-1, and one, Chad to 1-2 and two on a two-game losing streak right there. Chad is in eighth place, Nick in sixth. Sixth place at 2-1 and one due to the fact of total points scored throughout the league. We'll get into that a little bit later. Nick sent a message Sunday, 5.57 p.m. This is 
just after the first games. Like, this is first half of the second amount of games that are on Sunday. It says, my message to Chad. I didn't even solicit it. I didn't even solicit it. This comes with a Vin Diesel, this is Brazil type of looking gif. Not a gif, a gif. This can't be that. It's got to be earlier because he looks a lot younger. He is not as swole. Uh, so this is probably first and um, first Fast and the Furious, which gets into the message. So my message to Chad, you never had me. You never had your car. At the end of the early games, the score was 94 to 6. Three penis wine on top with DK Metcalf and Mike Evans still to play. I'm looking forward to beating up Trey next week. So we will get into that in the preview episode shortly after this episode. So release within 24 to 48 hours by Thursday morning. So that's Nick's comments. Chad probably declined and um, to comment. I didn't solicit any comments, like I said, but he's probably going to plead the fifth being a cop. Next matchup, get into murder boners versus pocket dogs. So this is the Octavio Valdez against James Michael. James did send me a message because I seem to have uh, blurred out all the Rafi episodes in the league. So he said, so I noticed a while back and forgot to say something about my team name. Pocket Dogs is indeed from the league. Whenever Rafi pulls hot dogs out of his pockets, just an FYI moment. Thank you for clearing that up for us, James. And let's get into the matchup. James ended up taking this one down, 148.48 to 116. Point five. They both go to two and one on the season. Octavio got smashed here. He has Le'Veon Bell on the IR, but rolled out, had a Kenyon Drake. Didn't, oh no. Yeah, Kenyon Drake put up a less than 10, still rolling out DeAndre Swift. I think his running back situation is going to catch up with them. He did get Miles Sanders back, so we'll see if he dumps in some wide receivers or something like that in there. Um, he's good on the quarterback front with the uh, Cardinals QB and the Bills QB to reiterate we do team QB in this league so um, there's that to um, how did I put it before uh, to COVID proof the league so there he had some Bob Woods which was decent Adam Thielen finally got on the board and Miles Gaskin but we're looking at James's team Cowboys quarterback putting almost a, up a 40 burger almost He's got Chris Carson in there, who's hurt now. Uh, it doesn't look like it's supposed to be too serious, but roll up all my Carlos Hyde shares across the leagues. Uh, he's just going to rush for 1,000 yards this season. It's simple as that. Clyde Edwards, Elair, if you didn't listen to the Monday night broadcast, this is why I don't listen to fucking sound, but for some reason I was because I was watching the game on my phone um, as the girls were sleeping in my bed, um, girls being my children, not like, Hoochies or anything like that. But my two girls are laying in bed with me and they're passed out, but I went and bet on the game. So I'm like invested in it a little bit. Um, we'll get into that in a later segment. But yeah, all the announcers could do was highlight that the H is silent. H is silent. So, you know, E Lair, E Lair, E Lair, E Lair, like emphasis. And it was fucking annoying. Let me know in a review or a comment or a DM or whatever it is on your thoughts on E. Lair and his name and how everybody is trying to ensure that we understand how to pronounce it. 
He's got the D hop, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Smokey Brown didn't do much last night. Darren Waller, not much. John Brown, eh, zero. He got hurt. And then Naheem Hines sitting there. Um, he had Justin Jefferson on his bench. That was a pretty cool breakout for Justin Jefferson. Uh, interested to see where that goes. I haven't been some dynasty. Um, actually played him this week because I had a bunch of injuries. I have one dynasty league that has like my entire bench is injured, IR or out. Um, and I got. I got smoked, but my defense is holding me up to be competitive, but we have full IDP in that league, three defensive players per position or per level of the defense, so the three D linemen, three linebackers, three cornerbacks, and a flex defensive person. So my bench is full of offensive players that are hurt. Um, we'll see where that goes. Mostert, Michael Thomas, Drew Locke. Oh, my nose is itchy. Um, it's a Two quarterback because it's a super flex league as well, and the rosters are super super deep. So, um, yeah, hurting there. But um, John Brown hurt too, and Justin Jefferson. So, um, yeah, he got smoked. And James goes to two and one. Octavio two and one. Next, we have the Scrote Squad. Wayne Henry, the guy can't catch a break, and I shave my balls for this. John Schlichter, Trey Schlichter. Wayne moves to 0-3 on the season. 0-3. And Trey goes to 2-1, fifth place due to points. The good thing for Wayne is he's in 11th place, not 12th, being 0-3. So someone still sucks worse than him. That is hard to imagine. He is our reigning Sacco also. Um, We need to get on that, Wayne. We need to make sure that you have your belly button pierced. Let's get that filmed up. There's a lot of tattoo shops, piercing places. We need to get a belly button piercing for you. And um, I think that the punishment should be, the punishment was decided before the season started. Um, I get it's difficult times, 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic and all. But I think we've had enough time to ensure that you got a belly button piercing. So maybe we tack on a week after the season ends or something like that. But maybe you keep it for next year, you know, if um, you get the sacco again. But Wayne put up 150 points on the week and gets beat out by seven points by Trey. Some of the big notable scores here. Trey had the Keenan Allen for 32.2 points in that loss to Carolina that one really hurt, too, on the sports betting front. James Robinson for Jacksonville, who tore it up for a 30-burger. Um, Wayne put up a solid effort. Everybody in the double digits above 11, 12 points. David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, Russell Gage, Zach Ertz, Tyler Boyd, Godwin, Cook, Big Ben. Um, he did have Alan Lazard on his bench, so maybe he could have done something there, understanding that um, – that Devonta Adams was most likely not going to play. So if there's another person on that roster who can put up yards against the New Orleans, who maybe can put up points on Green Bay too, that it could be a shootout. Um, Green Bay's played in some higher scoring games as well. You know, maybe you leverage some of that, but, you know, tomato, tomato. So both of those guys um, go into next week with pretty healthy squads. Next matchup. 
we go to the 12th place team, everybody's favorite on the show. The Eskimo brothers and Josh Peterson, 0-3, 12th place. And too hot to handle, Brandon Beisner, Burt Kreischer, doppelganger. 148 to 125 in favor of Brandon. And Josh just stinks. He's got Debo on the IR. He's got an empty spot on his bench. Drafted Phil Lindsay in like the fifth round or something like that. Started the Ravens quarterback, Kamara. Those two guys, decent, right? But would you rather have a guy like, like looking at the season right now, would you rather have spent a second round pick on a Lamar Jackson, who obviously cannot throw the ball worth a damn, and that's what teams are going to do to him. I did mention that in, I want to, maybe it was the 58 West King podcast when we were uh, going over quarterbacks. And I, I remember I said I hated the fact that I had to rank him number two just because you feel unsafe doing it the otherwise, the other way. But um, no way that I would draft him that high because I feel like in the Pro Bowl, uh, skills challenge for quarterbacks. The worst thing the Ravens did was let Lamar Jackson go out there and throw. And the guy was missing targets with no pressure in shorts. And it was, it was atrocious, like not even hitting the board, just missing them left and right. And we noticed that last night in the Monday night football game. Uh, he still ran for quite a bit, but um, Kansas City pretty much contained him on that front and tried to make him a passer. And um, they pretty much dominated the game because of that. So um, only one touchdown from the offense, I believe. I don't know. I'm looking at it and it says they had 20 points. I fell asleep uh, before the fourth quarter because I was kind of angry from the betting angle. But, uh, yeah, you notice a lot of passes that are, you know, a foot in front of a player who's, bur- who's burning a dude, you know, by a yard and a half, two yards, which is massive space in the NFL, uh, throwing behind Mark Andrews in the middle of tight coverage. But if it's on point, you know, basic pass right up the, right up the middle of the field, um, 15, 20 yard plays and stuff like that. His accuracy is just terrible. And I think that Baltimore has a tough time with that once other teams start doing those things. So yeah, that, um, still starting carry on Johnson, still starting carry on Johnson. Can't find one other running back out there in the league that can get you more than six points. The guy's probably averaging something like three points, four points a, a week. Uh, let, let's figure that one out. Um, even with that, right, I, I know I like trashing on Joss, but it's just funny because he hasn't been on the podcast yet, and he keeps ducking me. So, um, And hopefully one day he'll listen to this and be like, wait, how long has he been saying this stuff? You know, I don't know. Um, but – you think that with a team like this, right, he's got a decent receiving core. Terry McLaurin, Golden Tate, Curtis Samuel, um, King Cole Jr., Manny, Manny Sanders, uh, let's see, Dontrell Inman, Debo on the IR. Like, he needs a, he needs a running back. He's got Kelsey there. Um, you need a running back. Like, last week was the week to um, get into the waiver wire and blow 75% of your budget on – a guy like Mike Davis, just so you can get, get some wins, you know, be competitive and that kind of stuff. So we'll get into that when we get to Clint's matchup, but uh, yep. You got smoked. Uh, you got the, Oh, back on the Lamar Jackson thing. I didn't finish that. 
Lamar Jackson, right? Would you rather have a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Would you rather have a guy like Dak Prescott? Would you rather have a guy like uh, Mr. Unlimited, Russ Westbrook? Not Russ Westbrook, Russ Wilson. Sorry, I was listening to something about Russell Westbrook and his how back when he was with the, the three-headed monster in Oklahoma City and even after when it was kind of his team, um, like how the sports card market – you know, could have been something in favor for Russell Westbrook. Everybody thought he would be like this generational thing for a little while, but then you realize that he just can't get it done. So, and how that affects player stock and all this kind of stuff, right? But, you know, there's a lot of other quarter. Josh Allen, you could have got seven, eight rounds later, something like that. I um, think it just kind of justifies why you don't want to pay for those type of players because obviously the rest of his roster is really hurting. Uh, we got... Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay quarterback on the other side for Brandon, Austin Eclair, Eclair, E, we're on the, the E train today, Todd Gurley against the Bears, I fucking hate that dude, like, no way this dude's gonna last, I don't think, um, McKinnon, he got to play, Brandon Cooks, uh, Devontae Parker, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley, just an overall balanced lineup, everybody kind of in that double digit range a little bit, you get a couple pops and you get over the 140 mark, so. He also has Devonta Adams that didn't play. Uh, Gronk missed the touchdown pass deep in the end zone, so interesting to see that he came out and said, "I came here to block," and then he puts up a double-digit score for the first time. Randall Cobb sitting there with 19 on his bench, so Brandon's squad looks pretty decent. Um, you know, and he's got Marlon Mack on his IR because he's respectable. We'll get into that later on too. Uh, we had Glenn Baby Ruth against Clint Passwords Taco. Uh, Clint did a thing. We talked about it on the waiver wire episode in the preview last week, where he picked up. He spent half of his half of his fad, fab fab. He spent half of his auction budget for, for free agency on Mike Davis, Carolina Panthers running back, and said he's just going to be there to catch all the passes. And I started thinking about this later on, like yesterday when I was driving to work on a Monday. Um, Clint team is solid he's got russ he's got josh jacobs singletary back digs decent cd lamb look looking like okay mark andrews had a down week tyreek hill he's got aj brown who's injured as well um no he's got he's got a pretty decent squad for his starters and he just keeps winning and putting up points the move like I was thinking about it, like I, cause I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I think I probably put in like a 25 to 30% of my fab. So two to 50 to 300 bucks on Mike Davis. And I just didn't want to do it because it's like six weeks. But when you look at it, he could possibly give you six wins. And that is huge. And a lot of stuff can happen from here to now, you know, one little guy, like, Chris Carson going down, then Hyde stock goes up. People are spending on that. So when Mike Davis comes back, what happens if Christian McCaffrey, you know, gets re-injured or something like that? They split the time. Now you got a good timeshare running back. He's going to be in a system that, you know, maybe he doesn't get 23 points every week, but he gets you 11 to 12, and it's kind of split up a little bit with CMC to protect his health. They're not really going anywhere. So why do you keep trying to punish the guy who you spent – a shit ton of money on to keep there, get rid of Cam, Kyle Allen, get rid of the whole coaching staff, wipe out your defense, and you leave him by him there by himself. 
you know, do you really want to do that? Um, protect his longevity and try to get into the draft and free agency healthy enough to where he doesn't have like a broken knee or nothing like that. So uh, I think Clint made a, you know, a, a really good move there spending half of his budget on Mike Davis. And I think that's a difference maker in the league. So something I'm just thinking about, like I look at people's uh, behaviors and stuff like that and how they treat free agency and spending their money and stuff like that and what they do in season moves and stuff like that and how it, uh, you guys should drink every time I say and stuff like that or, and then, or okay, or all right, stuff like that. Keywords come up with a drinking game. Let me know. It'd be like how I met your mother with but um and we're in a bar uh yeah so that's another one yeah so all right drink and you know it's just it's just one of those baller moves i think i think it's it sets you when you're already a winner you can afford to sit there and just blow it away and say nobody else is going to get this guy i'm not going to take the chances he did you know, running, he had Ronald Jones on his roster. He still does, but Leonard Fournette's there. He's probably going to take over a little bit more of the stuff that they're doing uh, eventually. Uh, so we'll see. But yep, Glenn got smoked. Glenn was doing well. He was up probably, I think, 30 point, 20, 30 points before the Sunday night game. And then Russell Wilson took the field. So, um, and CD Lamb took the field. And then Mark Andrews and Tyreek Hill took the field. So uh, inevitable, but. Uh, Glenn just lost Sterling Shepard for the rest of the year as well. Uh, so he's he's a goner. So Glenn will be looking to make some moves here probably. I sent a trade offer to Glenn. I'd like everybody to comment or review it in Apple if you could. Um, I sent a trade offer to Glenn this last week, and it was for Corey Davis from Tennessee for A.J. Green, and he declined it. So we'll see how that went. A.J. Green, 8.6 points. 8.6 points, 8.6 points. Remember that. And for the marquee matchup of the week, we talked about getting Tony to change his name to Tony Patriot. And I faced off against him. And my team name is the Vinegar Strokes. That is the face that you make when you get to the end. Looks like you smelled vinegar in your stroke. Anyways, I beat Tony, of course. We talked about teaching him a lesson about respect and loyalty and family as he dropped Saquon Barkley off of his roster inevitably forever. He also had Kittle, DJ Chark, stuff like that. So guys who are not playing, but I whooped his ass 111 to 97. That is a 14-point swing. We had the Baker, 18 points. Zeke, 21 points. David Johnson came in with a good 15, 16 points. Juju in the double digits, OD, OBJ. I like saying ODB because I grew up listening to Old Dirty Bastard. And I think people do the Odell as two different things and then Beckham and then leave off his junior. I think he likes OBJ. Um, it's weird. Like Your acronym is OBJ and you like doo-doo um, as your fetish. So you think it would be. BJ's. But Corey Davis, 11.9 points this week. Didn't want to give me the AJ Green for that. So, um, neither here nor there. Hunter Henry with a double digit, almost 12. Leonard Fournette gave me a four burger. And then Robbie A for 10 
points. Nothing on my bench really good. I still have the Jacksonville running backs in my IR spots as Raquel Armstead is on the COVID list and Divine Azigbo is hurt. He's either that or it's flipped either way. Same, same, but I got the Mostert on the bench. Zach Moss was hurt. Rashad Perriman didn't play. Trent Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, I picked up this last week at the end. So, anyways, we beat Tony. Congratulations, Nate. You are 2-1, fourth place, showing your class against the classless 1-2 Tony Patriot, who is struggling, struggling, struggling. I made the same mistake that Tony made in another league where I picked up Jeff Wilson Jr. for the Niners, and I didn't play him. And I played in that league. I played Dion Lewis for the Giants against the Niners. Oh, Tony beats me if he puts in him over Josh Kelly or Deshaun Jackson against Cincinnati Bengals. And I, it made... I didn't know what to think of the Niners' backfield. It wasn't the offense as a whole. It was just the backfield. You know, is McKinnon going to get all the work? What's going to look like there? Is it McKinnon? I freaking forget who got the work. But, um, yeah, Jerick McKinnon, right? The old Viking. Because uh, Tevin Coleman and Mostert are out. But I played him, you know, and then he played um, other people ahead. Daryl Henderson, Josh Kelly. That kind of stuff, right? I guess it makes sense, but Sean Jackson, do I trust? Do we trust Carson Wentz and stuff like that? You know, maybe that's where the you could have played him. But it just bugged me because I'm the guy who sits here and preaches systems and system, system, system. I'm the handcuff guy who, like, I I love to handcuff running backs and stuff like that because the system means more than the player's name and all this yada 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 yada. And I do the same thing and I make mistakes. So uh, I need to be better, and we'll be better, and hopefully Tony can be better. Standings update for everybody. In first place, we have Passwords Taco. That is Clint. Second place, we have James Michael, Pocket Dogs. They live in the same place. Hmm. Collusion, collusion, collusion. Maybe Clint is helping James get better at fantasy football. And this is going to be a problem. Let's vote. Put it up to vote. Are they cheating? Does the league mandate that they live in separate separate homes at least 55 miles apart? I don't know. Let's come up with something because this shit's not. This shit can't be real. Clint up there, yeah. James, nah. Brandon in third place. Nate, that's me. Fourth place. That gets to Trey in fifth. Nick in sixth. Octavio in seventh. That's with Clint being the only 3-0 team, the next six are 2-1. Then we get into our 1-2 teams being Chad, Glenn, Tony, and that is it. And our 0-3 teams being Wayne and Josh. No surprises there. No surprises there. Things I'm thinking about. I hate kickers. We've removed them from fantasy football in this league. I think a lot of people are removing them unless they're squares. They keep the kicker position in their leagues. Any commissioner who tries to make you put a kicker on a roster 
should not be a commissioner and everybody should leave their league. Case in point, Monday night football. Here I am enjoying my night. Sit down, eat a meal with my daughters, share some laughs, listen to some music, sing a little jingle. We had French toast sticks for dinner with some other breakfast items. Dipped them in some pumpkin butter because it's almost October and fall, y'all. But for some reason, I go upstairs, use the restroom, and I'm like, oh, let me see what the total is for this Chiefs and Ravens game. It says 55 and a half. And the first thing I think of is, now that's 28 to 27. Someone's scoring 30 points in this game. These teams put up points. It should be, if the Chiefs can move the ball against these guys, Baltimore should be able to run the ball. Should be a fairly high-scoring game. 55 and a half. And I also look, I'm like, oh, what's the first quarter? I've been intrigued by first quarter scoring totals lately. And the total was an over-under of 10, which I like it being a solid number like that. A field goal and a touchdown is a key number, 10. So, okay, I can at least push. These teams should be able to move the ball. They both have great kickers. Justin Tucker can hit from a million yards. Harrison Bucker, decent. He can hit. He's made some key stuff. He booted the shit out of the ball last week. Someone's got to score a touchdown, right? Boom, 10. So Baltimore gets on the board. I think it's Baltimore got on the board first. Maybe, I forget what it was. Whatever. It's three to three. Three to three, I think it was. First quarter, we're trying to get to 10. I'm hoping both teams score a touchdown, so boom, win the bet, right? But at least give me a push. Chiefs score. Harrison Bucker misses an extra point. Left. Missed an extra point. I don't know what else kickers do at practice other than kick and 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 kick. How much of the playbook does the guy got to know? Two fakes? He doesn't have to call different blocking protections. It's all the same. Missed a kick. First quarter ends. No, yeah. So it was six. So it's three to zero. And then the Chiefs score touchdown, six to three, goes up, misses the extra point. Nine is the total for the first quarter. Boom, buzzer ends, nothing. Lose a bet. Mad. So mad. And the Chiefs were driving at the end of the first quarter, too. So I'm like, okay, just get in the end zone, get in the end zone, get in the end zone, or Mahomes throw three incompletions. So the clock can stay there. There's like a minute and a half left. Let me need the clock to run. Nope. Keeps it in bounds, completes the ball, first downs, nine. Triggered. So what do I do? I'm going to say, okay. They're about to score a touchdown, probably maybe a field goal. What's the what's the number for the first half? So I go look at it. 25 and a half. Granted, or meanwhile, before the game, I bet that over on 55. This is a $50 bet I throw in. Because I'm like, no way this fucking loses. I bet the over in Green Bay. And New, or New Orleans this last weekend, that was pretty big. I bet Buffalo to cover. That was a sweat. I also bet the over. It was at like 50, 55 maybe, 56, 52. It was one of those for Dallas and Seattle. 
So we had a pretty good weekend overall. Lost a parlay. Don't ever parlay. I don't know why I keep doing it. It's fun. But I look at this and I'm like, okay, I'm going to bet the total 55 and a half over. So I'm sitting on that. I'm going to bet that first quarter. Lost the first quarter. Look at it. Say, what's the end of the first half, right? Because usually second quarter scores over-unders are 17, 17 and a half. Two touchdowns. Because usually someone's driving at the end of the first quarter. So they're going to get a quick one and all that. So it's 25 and a half. So we're sitting at nine points right now. Cool. Boom. Touchdown by the Chiefs really quick. What do the Ravens do? Return the kickoff for a touchdown. So boom, we're we're about to we're we're gonna we're winning this bet, right? That's 14 points on top of nine. That is 23 points. Now we just need a field goal. So we got that, won that bet, right? I bet I don't know what it was, probably 30. I think I bet 40 to win 32 or something like that, because the odds were like one negative 133 or something, 143. I ate all that big. So because I just wanted to recoup. But in this time, maybe it was the third quarter, second quarter. I don't know what it was. In this time, Harrison Butker misses a field goal for three points. Your job is to kick the fucking ball. Dead center. Alignment on the field. Kick the ball. Wide left. Again, four points off the board. For a guy whose sole responsibility is to kick the ball, I don't know what the factors are. I've never kicked. But if a guy can sit there like Ray Allen and just shoot free throws and threes all day and be extremely successful, granted the percentages are different and all this kind of stuff, yada, yada, yada. You're kicking something like a football, which is the size of a loaf of bread, through what? A fucking... 15-foot goalpost, whatever it is. That's all you do for a living. I bet 55 and a half. I wake up in the morning because I went to bed. I'm on the East Coast. Sports on the East Coast sucks. I wake up and see 34 for the Chiefs, 20 for the Ravens, 54 total under. A fucking kicker. A fucking kicker.